Tired, but I'm I'm good. I, I'm. You guys look I'm off good. the clock gorgeous. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I'm good. Tired. Very tired, but good. I think mm-hmm. I think short weeks are always uh, the the middle the quote unquote middle day is just a, a tough one to get through. Yeah. Because so. Monday was Memorial Day. Yes. And so. so. And today felt like a hump day. <laughs> it, uh-huh. it literally like felt like something time, to get over. Like a speed bump. And I think I did, I think it was the weather. Exactly. Because the weather didn't change. Like no sun came out. So I was talking to my boss today and I sit next to the window. That's a re- that's a request. It's in my contract so to speak. Don't <laughs> well, put me don't if see. I'm not by a window cuz I need I can't be boxed in. I'll go crazy. Anything. I don't see anything. No, I, I sit by a window <laughs> with the blinds drawn. It's actually three large windows and I draw the blinds to the two closest to my desk. And I looked at the clock. I had went to I made the mistake of going to lunch too early today. I went to lunch at 1. And that's too early. Yes, because I don't get off till oh, seven. Get off at seven. Oh, one o'clock. seven. Yes, p.m. right. But I knew that today was going to be long because I t- I was hungry at eleven thirty. Hungry, yeah. and I was Uh-oh. like, okay, I already I went and got some craft. But see, I, I'm all, I get up at five forty five. Uh, because my commute is longer to get to work, Sorry. and I'm trying to be cost efficient. So. Um, for me, one seemed feasible, but it's like, no, bitch, you're in reality doing like a 12 hour stint. Um, and so, yeah, so I say all that to say that because the weather, the conditions outside did not change, they were gloomy all day. I was so disheartened when I looked at the clock and it was 2.53 and I thought it was at least 5.30. <laughs> like I just knew it in, in my, in the seat of my soul that it was, by the way, I'm, I'm reading that book. In its entirety now. What book? Seat of the Soul. I mentioned it back in December. Okay. Gary Zukoff's The Seat of the Soul. I'm on chapter two, which is about karma. That's chapter one thing. was good. I like that you're reading. Yes, I it should. is. I've fallen in love with books, not audio books. I need the actual thing. I feel mm-hmm. like it keeps the mind sharp. The tangible. Yes, I mm-hmm. love turning a page. Mm-hmm. I love highlighting passages. Not swiping. Yeah, yeah, physical so. book sales are up thirty percent. People are going really? going back to books. I feel well, like we just want me, some normalcy, money. like yes, Jade. <laughs> and I feel like audiobooks are great, but it's it's something to me. I don't know. It's just like the convenience, and it almost feels lazy. And with <laughs> with with the line of work that I'm in, I need to keep my mind sharp and my read rate on Such point. Judgment shark. And I mean. <laughs> In fairness, I cannot read on public transportation, so I understand audiobooks, but don't have me on no bumpy bus or train and expect it. I just can't focus, so I'd much rather... Oh, and classical music. I don't know what kind of girl I'm turning into. I like starting my music off with... I uh, mean, my morning off with, grown and sexy. with classical music. Your Christian or wine glass. Or I like drinking. it. No, I'm not drinking. Okay. I am not drinking. This is yeah, a, a recent decision after Friday, Saturday. I'm not I haven't doing it. found the time. I really want to crack open the new book, but... I just feel like I need to, like, there's so much TV I'm behind on, and then there's friends I need to see, and then there's dinners you have to schedule. Oh, my God. And all these so things. No, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm acclimating myself in a world where dinners and, and events are what I do. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Welcome. <laughs> yeah. But I need, I want to read. 
Yeah. Well, if you want to read, my new book is coming out. <laughs> what a segue. On <laughs> So what's the this... premise of this book? Because I was just complimenting you on the packaging. Yes, thank you so much. I love it. It's so clean and crisp and mm-hmm. you look very nice. Thank you. You look thank... more polished in this book cover. Yes. Not You didn't look bad in the first one, but you look more yeah, put, yeah, together. put together. Well, the character, Eli... Um, is more put together this book as well. Got oh, so it. this is a continuation oh, yeah, of a the sequel. first book. Yeah, so oh. the first book is absolutely okay. me. The second is absolutely us. Um, and so this one is basically um, the more adult version of Eli. So the first one, he's kind of being a rush little whore across L.A., New York, having a great time kind of discovering himself. Now he knows himself, but he has this idea of what the perfect adult life is. He's in his late 20s, and he kind of um, has a perfect guy, perfect job, pretty much loses it all and has to rely on his friends and family to kind of regroup and then get his life back together. So destiny fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different things that happen. He ends up uh, having to compromise some stuff and it comes to getting a job that kind of goes haywire. He moves to um, this little town in Connecticut where he gets put on the spot to plan the school dance. And Now, Jace, do I need to write some talking points for you? Are you giving too much away? It's all on the book, on the back. Okay. Yeah. But okay. It's a fun book. It's as long as you book. said on the back. It's on the back. You said it's in the book. I'm like, <laughs> you giving folks the audio right. book right now. <laughs> you know all I do all day is write talking points. Yeah. Like, is this a spoiler? <laughs> yes. No, get, get the book. I mean, the back is what? A paragraph. And so it pretty much explains a lot of stuff that deals with like masculinity and different um, late 20 stuff that we deal with. Kind of, kind of just growing up and not being outside of you know, West Hollywood. Or On a that. quest for independence. That's right. what my uh, late 20s have been. Right, right, right. I appreciate and the help, of, but I just way. want to be independent. Right, right, right. Holy. And so, kind of out of the, the scene. So yeah. when I turn 25, my next my next birthday, I'll, I'll be able to start saying late 20s? No, that's mid 20s. No, yeah. You don't say late 20s till 27. I say 27 and a half. No, it's 27. Your early I mean, 20s you, are you 20 can. through 22. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 20 through 23, I'd say. Mid-20s are 24 through 26, and late 20s are 27 through 29. I think I was still claiming mid, mid-20s mid until I was almost 28. When I saw 28 That's because you were living horizon, in a fantasy land. I was living 27, a life. 27 is Yolo. the beginning of your late 30s. Time to shape up. Late 20s. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. late 20s. Time well, I'm to a shape cuss up. baby, so I, I take Oh, child, bye. <laughs> Bye. When the clock struck 12 on January 20th for 27, you entered Um, the final chapters. Well, mm. the final chapter of your 20s. Mm. My heart just hurt a little Mm. bit. Don't worry. It'll all be over in about six more months. Okay. Shara is really good at reminding both of us. It's looming over my shoulder. You know I'm an ageist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that we are hitting the halfway mark of the year. Yeah. It's about to be July oh before God. you know it. I cannot believe it. Someone told me something about July, and I thought he was talking about next year. And I was like, right. July hasn't happened <laughs> No, he yet. means next month. As and of midnight, like, by the oh. time this is released, he means next month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I remember just watching Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper host the ball drop. I well, remember Jace's birthday. Won't be doing that again. Right. <laughs> sure fired. damn won't. Sure BT damn Dubs won't. Kids. Shout out to Kathy, though. I support you. Were you guys offended by that? Not at all. No. Me either. I wasn't. I, at first, I was like, <laughs> you know what? I was more so shocked. I was like, well, well wow. <laughs> wow. Because she was glammed up. Yeah. No, it wasn't about her being gl- She's always in full makeup. But, Kathy and I share in this. I, uh, I don't know if it's a South Suburban Chicago she thing. Be. 
Yes. Right. I've seen her um, before. That Jeez. apology she won so glammed up. <laughs> right. Exactly. She that was, was like, take it. me that as, was I as I am. Well. But uh, she, Kathy, uh, has always been that type of comedian. She's never played it safe. I want to know what Ellen thinks of this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, every, lately, every since since we found out about the Ellen yes. um, and Kathy thing. Every time I see Kathy, every yeah. time she does something, I wonder what's Ellen saying to, yeah. to, to Portia back there. And you knew um, that the backlash was going to be swift and severe. I, I was tweeting about this. They were going to make a, 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 a an example out of her regardless. So she what? should have just kept the apology because yeah, she was going to get fired. Whichever way the pendulum swung, she was going to have to. She was the cause and she has to deal with the effect. What was disappointing about what? Again, I, I agree. It was going to happen either way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was disappointing to me is what, what a big problem I think in the election was and with Democrats overall is that they're so interested in political correctness and being apologetic and putting on a good face and all this posturing because the things that the things that president obama experienced throughout his tenure and the the things that that hillary experienced throughout her run were totally overlooked Mm -hmm. totally overlooked and and the things that we've all been subjected to under the current regime and administration Mm -hmm. have been awful so to me, I was disappointed to see people like Anderson Cooper and who's supposed to be her literally her best friend, right? And the other liberals are so ready to. to Meanwhile, they're hanging Barack Obama at the Trump rally. It's a game. It's it's yeah. literally a a game of politics mm-hmm. and positioning, and that's just the way the cookie crumbled. I support you. Do it again, Kathy. Kathy will be okay though. <laughs> but, she is going to have to let this cool off though. Yeah. But they are definitely going to make an example out of her within this administration. And on Good Morning America, um, the FBI is like looking into it. Like they say they have to take every threat seriously. And this well, is like inciting Baron violence. His, his father was actually killed. Good. Did you see that headline? Well, Baron, Baron, would, Baron wouldn't know that daddy's alive if Baron lived, lived in the, he- in the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did and you- then what people, not <laughs> not to take away from Baron's experience, but it is, it is argued that he might be on the spectrum. And uh, the spectrum <laughs> and um, autism. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the LGBT spectrum. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks for clearing that up so people wouldn't think Jace was laughing. Um, right, people on right, the... no. Autism. No, but and, and not to take away from that, but Sasha and Malia had to deal with images of daddy being strung up right. on a noose and set on fire and Mo- used as mother called in ape and heels mother called a man mm-hmm. by Joan Rivers let's not forget that that was one of Joan's oh last gosh. insults right before she died on Beyonce's 33rd birthday um so come on with the facts I mean it was one of her final insults and I remember thinking like I think I, I talked about this like I unpacked it on Char says so and I was like like how dare you but yeah, that and then of course like Barack Obama, I've seen him depicted, like I said, oh, uh, hung so up, hung, strung up, on fire. They used him as target practice printouts, you I, I know, remember, at gun ranges. I like, give me a break. His first term when he first won, um, they depicted Michelle in the um, White House garden amongst watermelon. Oh my god! Um, so. <laughs> Save so me. give me a break. Right. <laughs> give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Right. Give me a break. Give me a break. So. In-
Anyhow, yes. this week's LGBT corner goes to the month of June, so it is Pride Month. One of Char's favorite months because there's so many different LGBT <laughs> festivals going on. Parties, raves, drugs, booze. Who said this is one of my favorite months? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Char and, and <laughs> drugs and booze don't even go in the same sentence. But um, all in all, uh, this is um, LGBT Pride Month here in the U.S. of A. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on. There's different prides across the country, even though they're all going around a lot. Um, a lot of different c- companies and organizations are coming out with different... Um, Sponsors, I saw Nike has a uh, Be True line coming out on the 1st of June. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's kind of recognizing... What is that, promoting you to be yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, be out, be proud, be whatever you are. And then lots of rainbows I'm sure you'll see across the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also LA. Black Music Month, which the White House felt the need to rename African American Music Month. They just like to troll us at this point. They're not going to get a response. Just like they... Just like they, literally, it's always been Black History, I mean, Black Music Month and uh, LGBT Month. Mm-hmm. But ju- they, well, I, no, Barack Obama declared it LGBT Month. Like. Yeah, but their tone policing has, well, it's been unofficially yeah, LGBT yeah. Month because June is when everybody held their right. prides for Barack the most part. Barack signed the, the doc. But their tone, not to take away, go ahead with your corner, I'm sorry. I just went on a tangent about. Yeah, that's so easy to be so frustrated by those, this administration. Those facts are facts, right? And we just got off of um, Kathy Griffin and Trump. But anyways, um, I just encourage everybody to be true to themselves. And if you want to go to some Pride events, it's definitely not the same. I actually had a conversation recently about the way that Pride was years ago because it was a space where people could kind of be themselves. Nowadays, um, these people are just out and about at such a young age. And so it's not necessarily a space where well last year it was because of the orlando shooting so i saw a lot of different um panels and events um mm-hmm. highlighting the orlando shooting that happened last year and a lot of things are coming up to commemorate it mm-hmm. on right, tv right, right. and stuff so. um i have a friend who was excited for pride and then after the um manchester bombings he was like he's not going he feels like la is a target a hot spot i'm well, like you still got to live your life year, but yeah. he's like Mm-mm. yeah yeah i mean we talked about like I had an interview last year at Pride in LA, and the guy was on the way and got caught with rifles in the back of the car. I remember that, and I was and it was like, a somber Pride because Pulse had just happened. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so. It was, it was yeah, not. Yeah. It didn't have the same vibe. I didn't go yeah, to the parade. I went. On, were, I went one together. night. I was not at the parade. I was never at the Pride parade. Boo boo. We took a picture together right by the Abbey. I was never at the, not parade. the parade, but at the actual Pride event. I only went to see Michelle. Yeah, it was that night. Yeah. I went one night pride. Only one night interested me, and that was with Trina and Big Frida. Mm-hmm. The yeah, night focusing on Down South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a picture together. I don't re- No, I don't. Oh, my gosh. I don't. I'm so not memorable. No. Oh, I know you're not jumping down my throat for not remembering a picture, and you don't even remember <laughs> being at my damn birthday party. Hold on. And Good I, Lord. And, and I tweeted, if you guys follow, Here we I go. tweeted that I remembered why I left, but I left... I went to the brunch, the entire brunch. Mm-hmm. We also drove together. I know. To the second location. The second lo- and, and then we and then came to, to my house. house for the party. So I went to all three events. And then I left at your house. You left the party. That's what I was saying. My birthday party. The brunch was not the party. Brunch was brunch. The brunch started at 11 o'clock. It was an all-day event. My birthday was and on I a left, Saturday. And I left And I was surrounded by people who loved me. So, by the way, this was two years ago. <laughs> This is my 28th birthday. I was there the entire day and I left 
at an appropriate hour. Chase, you left at like 8 p.m., but that's okay. I was blitzed. Anyway, You and everyone else. <laughs> Char, you gonna start us off? Oh, yes. So, um... <laughs> Topic number one. So, uh, Yanla Fix My Life, which we know is on OWN. By the way, speaking of Pulse, the season finale of Yanla is going to be covering Pulse. She'll be down in Orlando. Really? Uh, with some survivors. So, that should be interesting. Oh my, she's too aggressive for that, but okay. I don't, Yanla knows how to handle things with care. As someone who's been watching her since the 90s, um, I pray that she does this justice. I think that she will. I think that she will. I have faith in you, Auntie Yanla. But anyway, so uh, over the past uh, season, this has been a really short season. It opened up, of course, with Nefertiria, Keisha Cole's sister. And then it focused on, it was three weeks of this mom and her daughters, which was crazy. They were all estranged and they all had varying ages and the mom turned out to be a lesbian but you so was her first her so was her first daughter like they they fell out because they ended up dating the same woman and didn't know like it was it was a lot it was three part and then after that she did I cannot remember the boy's name I want to say Tyree Jackson it was one of the Jacksons and so um this is oh, what oh is it Jermaine's child one of the yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So that this was. I'm I'm telling you all this. I'm providing this backstory because this is looping into my topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, it should be noted that Jermaine. In case you all don't know this, I feel like everybody knows this, but may not know the cast of characters. But Jermaine and Randy have children by the same woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so this woman's Ooh. name is Alejandra, and she was not married to Randy. She met Randy first, mm-hmm. but they were never married. They had two kids together, though. And then she later went on to marry Jermaine, and they had three children. So people have, you know, cousin sisters, cousin sister, cousin brother. <laughs> So, oh no, it most certainly is fun. It's a lot of fun. So, um, so fast forward, (laughs) fast forward to this most recent episode. She interviewed Basketball Wives alum, Laura Gavon. Um, and that was a hot mess primarily because of Laura's parents. Her father was a lot. But what I thought was interesting is that I never knew. First of all, I was not invested in Basketball Wise LA until about season three. So I was not really there for the Inception and the Gavon sisters and things like that. But um, Laura believes, she has reason to believe that her own sister, Gloria, both of these women were part of the cast of Basketball Wise, by the way. She has reason to believe that Gloria was dipping and doing it with her now ex-husband, who is Gilbert Arenas. Now, if you all don't aren't, aren't familiar with him, he has been in the headlines lately. He's really good friends with Nick Young, and he's always in the headlines for some type of hotep, respectability, colorist-ass bullshit. Like, it's always like, oh, dark-skinned women can't do this. After- Mind you, he's raising brown skin dark skin daughters after being excused from the nba for weapons charges in the locker room did not know that but oh. he's a he's a perpetual hot mess like, like so i say all that to set up my question now you all know that i have loaded questions so this <laughs> yes. is about um <laughs> how many semi-colons <laughs> quite a quite a few because i'm interested in knowing what i'm interested in knowing what you all how you all feel about boundaries 
um, because I have a specific stance on boundaries. And how do you, how would you handle something like that? How would you handle in theory? I'm not even going to even uh, make it specific to siblings, like mm-hmm. how the Govan sisters or the Jackson brothers, mm-hmm. but it could even apply to friends mm-hmm. since this is a broad group. <clears throat> how do you handle or could you handle um, something of that caliber happening? You know what's funny is I actually asked a question on Twitter today. Um, is this the one that I answered? Yes. Okay. And yeah. So and it came from because I had uh, spoken to an ex of mine recently in the past couple of weeks, and we we're just like kind of catching up. He's like, "Yeah, I dated so and so," and I was like, "Wait, what?" And he was like, "Yeah, like we dated da 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 da." And I was like, "And this boy, I literally like see, say hi, and he mm-hmm. knows that me and him dated, but he never said anything. Not that I would." think that he owed me telling me that he yes. was dating the person. Yes. Um, but it was just funny because I'm like, this dude is like constantly on my Snapchat feed. Is he an associate or friend? He's an associate. Okay. But someone, an associate that I see. But I still. Say, I do. Right. I yes. have his phone number. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, so close enough. Close enough. Right. Yeah. And so I just thought it was funny that like he had never like mentioned that he dated my ex. That what do you was, think made him casually mention it to you when he just saw you? Yeah. No, my ex mentioned it to me, not oh. him. I never knew oh. until and so I don't, when he, when I saw that I was like, oh, this is interesting. But kind of going back to your point, um, I think the gay community is this big. We always talk about this, right? Yes. And so when it comes to things like that, when it comes to friends, <clears throat> I have become a lot more lenient in my adult years. When I was really? younger, yeah, when I was younger, I was just like, no, he's like, you can't do da 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 Like, I would be offended. But as I got older, if someone told me, like, if I was dating somebody new, like, hey, by the way, you know, if you go through our Facebook feed or our mutual friends, oh, by the way, back in the day, I had a drunken experience with him or, yeah, I dated him. Um, I mean, we're not, we're not having kids. I don't have any kids with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather kind of know and then depending on how serious their relationship was kind of assessed from there but i mean i've dated someone who i was like i don't even want to have a wedding with you because like i can't imagine Mm -hmm. how messy it could be Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's just kind of the way it is that's the culture of like you know black gay with a brain in the metropolitan city Mm. it's very very, i'm gonna you know the, the brain is not a requirement I'm going to disagree only because I was having this conversation. This was a a speakerphone conversation um, that I was having with some friends uh, from Chicago, both who live here and both who are still in Chicago. And I felt that growing up in Chicago, it was a bigger scene, which is weird. And I don't know if that comes with like, being in Los Angeles and age, and you get to weeding people out and standards change. A bigger scene compared to Los Angeles. Yes. Oh, like, people weren't, it wasn't doci doing yeah. every two people. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's interesting that, and then I, I also had this conversation with a group of people that I know who do happen to be gay and are uh, a close group of friends, and they have managed to successfully, in L.A., not... Dosi do. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
the two examples <laughs> the two examples that you gave to me are very very specific because as Laura mentioned the reason she still pursued um Gilbert mm-hmm. after after believing strongly firmly that Gloria had slept with him is it was a competition thing it was a mm-hmm. it was a win for her um, and her dad taught her how to fight, and you go. Out and to she tried to on. put. Well, she gave Gloria, like she put Gloria on another baller. Right. But a lot of things, th- a lot of, I feel like a lot of things in L.A. as a spectacle Absolutely. are competition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the Jacksons, and so these are all people of some notoriety and, and fame and power through money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's that's that circumstance. And then when you're talking about the L.A. gay community. I think there's some there's some overlap there mm-hmm. in, in some regards where people are coming in, whether it's the social media following or it's actually having working in the entertainment business mm-hmm. or like you know, King K followers, um, <laughs> tap tap, know. Um, heart heart, <laughs> whatever that Lebby is. Debbie, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think that that people. I, I think the problem is, and this is no shade to you, Jace, but I think the problem is the lenience and and accepting wh- that at, at, at any age um, because I think that there are clear boundaries that should not be crossed in any relationship when it comes to people that you've been with. Um, and I'm not saying one night stands and I'm not saying casual dating. I'm saying that Gloria and the Jackson brothers, like there's no, there's no, there's no but, there's no mm-hmm. circumstance that makes that okay to me. And I think the same thing for my friends and an acquaintance. I don't hold you to the same standards. I don't know if you knew that I was dating someone. I don't know what you owe me in terms of of that. Um, I have tons of people's numbers that I don't expect to text me and say, hey, I was dating someone. That is so. true. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it depends, but I think that anybody that I call a friend, a best friend, and I hold you to any stature in my life, um, I don't think that's okay. It's not okay. I will never say it's okay. Yes, I do believe that there's been overlap in mm-hmm. my life, but I can't, but but again, I've, and I don't even think I'm strategic about this. I think it's just a, a I was I grew up with mostly female friends, mm-hmm. and that's how it's persisted. Um, but I do not have very many gay friends, um, gay male friends, because of that. In a in a way, um, because of because overlap with because dating. I don't believe those boundaries are respected in this community at times. Often, I don't believe they're as a as a spectator. I I do not believe that they are respected at all from a lot of people they're or not. honored. And to speak to what you were saying with the leniency, I cannot say that I would be comfortable <laughs> with my friend knowing my new boo's ecstasy face or knowing what my boo looks like naked. But the thing is, but to also speak to what you say, people <clears throat> do not owe you any type of explanation as to what they do. Um, But I feel like in certain regards, depending on how you value and respect and view the friendship, because that's when it gets messy, when you think the friendship is one thing Mm -hmm. and it's something else. else. Like when you, when you revere someone as a friend and right. And, um, or ask me, how do you feel about this? I mean, that can, that, that works too. Um, but that is where the waters can get muddied when when person A looks at the friendship one way and then person B is 
Yeah, I right. think in yeah. that in that sense, Char, it's being sloppy. I have to I have to realize that people don't always have the same um, uh, judgment or discretion mm-hmm. over because I, I can't I can't and this is not to put myself on any sort of I can't remember a time where I thought somebody was I was closer to me than they than they they were. Oh, um, I, I can't That's think lucky. of. A, Right, that that's very lucky <laughs> that's very because I I definitely fall in prey like, to oh. that. Yeah, me too. Oh. <laughs> I find myself saying, "Oh, more more oh. times than I would like to." Wow. Re- of recent, yes, yes. I feel like you have a good a good discernment of character. I I would like to think <laughs> so as well, but th- like I said, this is a spectator sport for me. <laughs> so uh-huh. when uh, things get brought to my attention, whether they be intentional. Or unintentional. Well, Char, it's just you well, know Char, you you lock it's a it in a bank. Spectator sport for you in terms of the gay community, but in your own yes. transgender community, you've well, spoken you, to being to being quiet and private about your dating. That is true. However, of, however, to, okay, I'll bring up Michelle since she's in the K- KAT family. Mm-hmm. If Michelle dated someone, because the dating pool is even smaller for trans women, so if right. Michelle dated someone. No matter how fine he was, I could not do that. A ter- and I look at Michelle as an associate. Me and Michelle are not friends. friends. We are good, good associates. And so um, just me, I, I don't know. That's just how I am. And I would expect that in reciprocity. If I was with someone and he came knocking on her, her door, I would expect that same yeah. treatment. I, 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 it's funny because I don't know if that's too much to ask, but I mean, I would. I, I yeah, don't know. No, I get. I get that, and it's just funny because, like, for me, when we're done, you're fair, fair game to anybody. Like, I really do not care what you're doing. And like I said, I came with age when I was young. When I was 22, I I don't know what it was. I'm just. Ter- I'm, I'm older, very territorial though, that, and, I'm, and I'm only territorial with people who I'm actually with. Once we break I. up, I I'm just, just like goodbye. Yeah. You you could go and have sex with whoever you want to because that's what you're like. Once it's done, slice is done. So like, well, when you my, send them on their way, tell them to do their thing, but don't be sloppy with it. Because the sloppiness is what makes things complicated. And, and to me, and to me, just because up, just huh? because we're done doesn't mean that you're still not some sort of extension or reflection of me. And that it still persists into the don't have me out here looking stupid. So you going and fucking with somebody that I claim as a friend is still, to me, having me out yes. here looking stupid. Both of you. The friend and the ex. And I that's why, to 100% me, agree. just keep it away. Just It's never okay. Call me territorial, call me crazy, whatever the case is. I 100% agree with okay. Kendall with that. I don't know. Don't I, have I me out here like, looking stupid. I just feel like once it's broken up, like it's done, and then you're a, you're a free person, it's like I'm a free person. And if you're, and I can make the decision if, you know, my friend or associate. So you wouldn't have an issue with, let's, I'm not going to throw out any names. Let's just say you wouldn't have an <laughs> issue with any of your friends dating, entertaining, sleeping with an ex of yours. Or on the other side of the coin, would you date or entertain or sleep with one of your friend's exes? I would not do it to somebody. I will say that because I'm trying to go down. I'm trying to. But you would be okay if somebody did it to you. If someone did it to me, I don't care. Once they're my ex, they're my ex. Bye. I've had worse things happen to me from exes and my friends sleeping with them. So like I like when I said I. Jay, let me cut, tell you something. It's cut. Let me tell you something. Tell me. Socially, you and are Al- better than me. Aaliyah, you could you could bleep this name when I when I say it. Oh, um, oh. just do an initial, and but still bleep it. <laughs> or mouth it. Yeah, that can be done too. 
Oh, you whispered. Okay. Off the mic. Okay. Um, I promise you, we would not be sitting across the, across the way from each other every week if you knew that. You wouldn't. Mm. Jace, you would not. And and sh- you know, if we can we talk or can we talk? Talk. Keep I'm talking. here. I'm here <laughs> to talk. I'm looking at Shar because it was her topic. Can we? Can we talk? I, yeah, I'm here so, to talk. You know. <laughs> I, somebody, I don't think I would care. Somebody that I dated, um, and Jace knew. Jace knew that I dated them. Um, Jace had been physical with them prior to to us dating, mm-hmm. but he didn't tell me. Jace, why didn't you tell no, him? Wait, 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 wait. But, but, oh, but he didn't tell me as as the person and I were dating. Mm-hmm. Jace never said prior to you all. Oh, me, hey, by the by, we had I've seen him naked, right? And I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it. I don't. It, it wasn't obviously it wasn't malicious because you did it prior. Uh-huh. Why did but you choose? I, why did you actively choose to withhold that information? Mm, because it was like a one-time thing and it was just like, all right, well, bye. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> but you know what? Well, what you do, what you do. But you know what? You know what I will to reveal someone's business. You know, it's, it's, oh, it oh, it's, to, oh, it's somebody I, else's business. No, but seriously. No, but you know, because you know, if someone's trying to pursue you, like, you I know, would leave it up to them to tell you. Or, well, but, well, I, mm, no, I take that back. Uh, if it's something that I actually like dated the person and took them seriously, then like yeah, like by the way, back in you know. So you're saying you excuse one but night stands like to just be ring around the post. You excuse physicality, but not emotions. I think emotions are a higher level than physicality. I That's do not want to. I don't want one time I had no to, emotional. As Char said, with you. I don't want you to know my nigga's ecstasy face. No, well, and I don't want him. Montana. I don't want him having the pleasure saying that he had this, 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 and this. Like, of I mean, course, in, in the perfect and within the same but, friend group, I mean, honestly, and that's my thing. Like but you the, know what? It wasn't only that, that that had. It was. It was the fact that that <laughs> y'all were still rather close, and to me, and still are. And we're not. Dating. But at the time <laughs> when they were dating, you don't see how that's an issue. I ain't here to bring up old <laughs> wounds, but no, and and it was. It's never mm-hmm. been. I've never felt. I've never had a issue. Like it's never been like a thing for Jace and I. I'm just saying I didn't care for it, and that and and that continues, and and it's something that stays in the back of my mind as I navigate gay spaces and and gain or not gain gay friends because I think that I mean the look, likelihood of that happening. I is, have is, been born and I was born in Calzabel Flower in 1988. That means I've been. <laughs> in, in what Cal- are we doing? <laughs> What am I doing is that I've been around a lot of people from a very young age. I'm 29 right now. So I was going out, wilding out in West Hollywood at the age of 19. So there's a so lot of So you're saying you've covered all the bases. <laughs> I've covered a lot of bases. Okay. And no, stand in your, I'm and, not and shaming you. People, stand in your truth. And some of those people became my friends after that. Yeah. So because I've been one there. physical experience does not... Does not. I don't look at them as like, ooh, I saw your um. Which, the, but if they start dating your friend, I feel like you owe you that. That's an obligation to tell your people, friend. I, I fucking forgot to be honest. Like, I'm still reserving in, judgment, but because <laughs> what happened in 2011 when I was trash at the Abbey, like I'm just like, oh yeah, that one time, that was, like, bleh, yeah, bleh. yeah. I've and been on the record. We did not have sex. I have not been on both sides, but I've like as someone like I had one of my high school friends. She ended up. 
almost marrying a cousin of mine, but they were very up for like, I wanted them to get married. But I also had like experiences in college, like I was dipping and doing, but being friends with, I mean, mm. I remember all of mine though, wasn't that many, um, but still being friends with, but then uh -huh. I had a roommate that had Jace me, I had a roommate that had me, as Kendall put it, out here looking stupid because it was like I was still oh, being their friend. That. I remember you telling um, me I was still defending them in certain spaces and it's like, I feel laughed at or I feel dumb. Like I, don't don't ever put me in a position where I am made to defend. Like, okay, okay, this is this Kendall, is. So would you have rather known and mean told you? Absolutely. Can I finish? And would, my... you, would you? Jesus, <laughs> you... are you? Tri is this going to be a repeat of last week? <laughs> no. I'm okay. Fine. I'm just asking questions. Sorry, Charlotte, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, you did. You had every intention to, because I'm a woman. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, Here Nina. we go. Um, <laughs> There's no misogyny in my question. All I'm go saying on, is don't have me, don't put me, I feel, don't put me in a position where I look stupid. Allow me. And I've been placed in positions where I look stupid. To make that decision for myself. Because there's yes. tons of stupid right. shit I do on my own with, with yes. full information and yes. knowledge. So, okay. So but I've been placed I'm, in a lot of situations where I look stupid. So I'm looking at, so I'm looking <laughs> on my at own me accord. being in a position where I'm dating somebody. I think I would rather the person that I'm dating tell me than my friend. No. Absolutely not. Really? No. Uh, no. Because if the person dating me tells me, then that's going to make me question my friendship. Because why isn't my friend, why is this new person who entered my life give, revealing this information when my friend knows about this person and has actively chosen not to reveal this information to me? Because that makes me question their friendship. friendship. We were dating. We weren't life. together. So I really don't have the expect the expectations I have of my friend continue before uh, and after that relationship. So that really it doesn't waver. I'll so I save my comments. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That was just that <laughs> was to round up. That was my. Topic. We covered all of the bases. I, I don't. I think we all agree that except for Jace that we would not be able. <laughs> to handle something like that with a sibling or with a friend. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, thank God I, I have, as far as I know, straight female sisters. Um, so Yeah, my sisters, and I would never do that to any of my sisters, and I most certainly would not do that to any of my friends. And, um, or even, a, I'm very, very finicky with that. It's almost like I wouldn't even want you. If I've known that you've been with someone that I share space with on a regular basis, that may even sway me dealing with you. I've yet to come across a man. I've shared this. I've yet to come across a man in recent years to mm -hmm. even wow, woo, impress me. So if I find that you've been dipping and doing it in, within the same circle of people that I happen to share space with, nothing about that is going to tempt yeah. me to even entertain I'd you. Not. I'd rather not. And it's more, and it's honestly, like, I will say it's no. more attractive when people are like, oh, I have not done that. I'm like, oh, well, absolutely. hey, that makes it even more like attractive to But me. see, that's what makes but, me be private. But, because it, people are sneaky. No, it is. They are, and it, but people become far more interesting when when they when they're when, when people don't to somebody exactly. Else. And um, so that's and why that's, I yeah. just keep my mouth shut yeah. because I'd rather keep my mouth shut and then some things surface and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't because say anything. Then for 
Because that I literally that has happened to me in the past with me opening my mouth and then someone actively that I considered a friend actively pursuing ex like I just because mm-mm. you know what to mm-mm. me even in moments where I've had poor poor discretion and and acted as trash um, been homework or whatever I've done the, for me to be smiling up in that person's like it just I have no interest in being their friend like there's Who's just friend the other the the person's significant other okay when i'm the trash bot okay um like i it's just french i just have no interest in in playing in somebody's face like that mm-hmm. <laughs> so ken jay what's your topic this week so, um, I think this is an, uh, at least the first half of the show is Iyamla Von Zantz. Beloved. Mm-hmm. We should name this episode Beloved. Um, I've Noted. I've watched, I've only Beloved watched. Beloved bosom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Screw Chase episode. Beloved embarrassment. I mean, truly, every episode. Um, no, so I've only watched the Nefeteria episode and then this. There one. were two. Okay. Well, then I'll only watch one of those. You watched the finale with Gutter Snipe? Yes. Okay, that was part two. What you called me. And, <laughs> and, then, and then the most recent with Miss Laura. Blavon. Okay. And um, Ianla, as you set up, Shaw, Ianla sat down with Laura in the beginning then went to her parents and her, and then went and sat down with her father individually. And um, during her sit down with uh, Laura and her parents, she kept um, in, uh, insisting and emphasizing that, you know, um, women tend to date their fathers, mm-hmm. meaning that they date men like their fathers. Yes. Reminiscent, inspired by. I tweeted through with, this. With uh, similar, <laughs> similar qualities. Live tweeted? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't watch no, it. it was not like because I wasn't home Saturday. Okay, yeah, I wasn't either. It's the next day, um, morning. So I that struck something in me. It wasn't the first time I heard that, mm-hmm. but it, it it made me think in terms of how I navigate my own dating life, mm-hmm. um, and and friends of mine, um, straight or gay, and you know how they how they're influenced, um, biased, or whatever the case may be because of their relationship with their fathers. And so that is the question that I pose to you today. Have you noticed, is, is there any similarities in the people that you date? Um, and how it, you don't have to be, be as transparent as you want to be. No, I'm going to be um, very transparent. I don't, from what, like even looking back, like when she said that, you all know that I've been doing a lot of journaling, a lot of reading. I've been going through a lot personally, honestly. Uh, within the past month and a half in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, So exploring that, I don't really see a lot of similarities between guys that I've entertained and my father. But what I will say is I believe that that part is true. And I also believe, and Jason and I had had talked about this in earlier episodes of Kiss and Tell, I, I believe that it is also the example that your parents, like if you grow up seeing mom and dad always kissing and hugging, like these PDA right, moments right. in the house or a slap, you're going to end up in something like that typically, or you're going to crave Want that. It, yeah. And the household that I grew up in, while it was affectionate, 
the affection came from my mother. My dad is a very stoic man. I've, I've shared this before. And my dad was more so growing up. He was I more love, so. um you say dad, Shy. How do I say dad? What? Oh, because people I say daddy and stuff like it's a Chicago thing. It's like a, it's like a, a elongated e. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't help it. So my dad, uh, he was more so of a presence. Like my dad was not nurturing. He he was a presence. He provided. He made sure the bills were paid, and and things like that. And and it's no secret that I've had a. As of this year, a very challenging relationship with my father, which has contributed to some of the things that I've went through um, this year personally. So shout out to everybody that's checked on me. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, I don't see that. And it's like I said, it also speaks to the household that I grew up in. It was affectionate, but it wasn't. It wasn't like on TV, like it wasn't that constant like. Heathcliff and Claire, right. kiss, uh, kiss. Let me get home from work and just like oh, let Phil me, let and me, Viv. Like it wasn't. Kiss you while I'm Let me rub your feet. Quick. Yeah, let me rub your feet. How was your day, baby? It wasn't like that type of sitcom type relationship. So I do believe that because I I do see a lot of my mother in me as far as um her free spiritedness, her independence. Like I see a lot of my mother in me, but I wonder if I see so much of her in me that it it has dictated how I navigate relationships because you know kids are visual learners absolutely and kids are like I learned a, a lot of what I do like when my friends even meet my mom they're like typically like wow y'all even moved like you know I mean that, that is my mom but it's like wow like Miss <clears throat> Sharon you look just like Shar right now like that face no, that you're making like mm-hmm. yes I haven't even met this woman before I tell <laughs> her Instagram feed yeah I follow her. oh you I think she follows you too mm-hmm. she has mentioned you a few times mm-hmm. yeah she follows all of my friends she was just asking about one of my friends who was overseas v- visiting asking what he was going to eat because he has a restrictive diet. What are you going to eat over there? I'm like, mom. I don't know. He was eating Pringles and pizza. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but she... Uh, so I wonder if it's something like that. And I also, that makes me think about my sisters. Because my sisters have always been in relationships. Like, always. Like, from high school. They are both in relationships now, long term. Hmm. Long term, and are their boyfriends reflective of your father or your? I've only met their boyfriends one time. Okay, and both times, I mean, well, the the one time that I did meet them, it was last April. Um, they were both very quiet. My dad is a quiet man, uh, mm-hmm. and they were a presence. Like one of my sisters, her boyfriend. Well, both of them, both of their boyfriends are presences. They're they're they are providers. You know, if my sisters are ever any t- any type of pickle financially or whatever, like it's like here. So I wonder if if that factors into it. But I wonder what that's be. I mean, I know there are factors that go into me being perpetually single, which I have no issue with. But I always look at my sisters like, wow, what is going to happen when I reach a particular age? Because I'm not trying to be in a nursing home, but I don't want to impose on my sisters when they get families. Because at the pace that things are going, you know, and then there will come a time when my parents, neither one of my parents will be here anymore mm-hmm. on this earth. So what happens to 70 year old Shar who has nothing but her, her husband, career, her driving career. I know my boss was teasing me about that today. She's like, girl, and I am, I am, I just started dating someone new, by the way. So well, seeing, so I won't say dating, seeing someone new. So, uh, is this the, I'll touch. He's polar opposite of me. Polar. Okay. You'll be surprised. 
polar. Maybe if things go far enough, I'll enter. Okay. I have no issue with it. Okay, but we are polar opposites. Like it makes my skin crawl. So, um, <laughs> clearly in a good so, way. So, oh yes, oh yes. But um, I don't want to. Oh I don't want to ramble. But I, I, with having siblings, you know that always puts things into perspective. Right. And for someone who has not been in a relationship in over a decade, in comparison to my sisters who have constantly been in these relationships, and both of them are in long term, like have been with their boyfriends for like. A couple years now, you know. Um, well, it's kind of interesting too, because you know you're a woman looking at a man, so that'd be your father. But like, as, as is that why man, is that why younger men like me? Because I'm reflective of their moms. Maybe. Auntie Char. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could honestly see it. Yeah, but I don't because me being a guy, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily look at my dad as the person I would want to be with. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying like characteristics, right? Yeah. It's not saying that you want to be no, with. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it's not I'm saying like you're character- attracted to your father. No, I'm not talking about. But nigga, no. you gay? I know. I nigga, I know I'm gay. <laughs> nigga, you gay too. Anyways, I, I but <laughs> I'm just saying. But like the characteristics, characteristics of my father would necessarily be what I would want from a mate. But I don't know if that. But you may like, be subconsciously attracted to characteristics but of your I, father. But I think yeah, Monson more. Uh, want characteristics of my mother um or and i've had my parents are divorce champions so i've had several mm-hmm. different parents over the years mm-hmm. um and so um even the guy that i'm seeing now there's some things that remind me of my stepmom and it's hilarious to so me. that must mean he's a free spirit I feel he's like a, a very I free feel and left I, out everybody's they, able to say they're seeing someone hmm I'm not, I mean, I'm in the beginning stages. And plus, I'm (laughs) lemonading right now, so I don't even know if he'll be here next weekend. What song are you on? I was just about (laughs) to say. Right now, I am on Six Inch. Oh, no. Six Inch? On Six Inch. It's been a process. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't, I just, it's funny, because I could see different things, and I think that I am so much like my dad. That I couldn't be with someone that is like okay, that as well. I can see that. My sister is also like my dad as well. Really? Yes. When it comes to relationships, well, I don't know. I don't know your father, and I can be with someone like my mom. Penny is like Courtney Kardashian. You said you couldn't, Jar? No, hell no. Yeah, Penny is like Courtney Kardashian. We always say that Penny's Courtney. I'm Kim. Oh, just like nonchalant, just, like yeah. whatever, Scott. Like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Da, da, da. like she's very like. I don't understand why you're so emotional. I don't get it. I love her and CJ. <laughs> yeah, she did get me together. I'll mm-hmm. never forget. You know the infamous conversation in her living room when I had yes. you guys. Yes, I held yes, you yes, all yes, hostage yes. for about two hours. Uh-huh. Right after the oh, after we recorded, yeah, yes, but yeah, but that's how we are. Like we are very like, much like our dad when it comes to relationships, and she's a woman, mm-hmm. so she's not dating someone that's like my dad. I think you Chris don't see is, characteristics of Chris and my father. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I think his characters are actually more like my mother. Not to say that he's like hyper feminine. No, no, woman. But yeah, he, he's a very he's, masculine man. He's a masculine man, but I think the way he kind of processes things and operates is more like my mother versus my father. Me and my sister, more actually biological sister, um, are more like my dad when it comes to relationships. Okay. Okay. I, I was called a nurturing cunt by... <laughs> Miss J. Hands. How? <laughs> and then my son had the audacity to be like, you're not nurturing. I'm like, oh, so I'm a cunt? 
But anyways, uh, I'll take the latter for. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Nurturing is not the first adjective that comes to mind. Because I, he said, well, because apparently I was being sweet to get his attention. Your current boo. Is this your a, a boo? Oh. I'm gonna put a, Excuse no, no, no. Me. I have only one. Oh, okay. Oh, no, right. no, 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 you no, 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 no. I thought that you were out here living your best life. No, 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 no. no. I lived the, I've lived the best life. Um, right now, I'm I'm slowly trickling into You're one, living one stream. A demure life. <laughs> one stream. Oh, my life is, is great. I love it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But yeah, but I think that I have characters of my dad, and I see characters. And I'm trying to think about past relationships, too, or people I've just casually dated. And I don't really... I don't really think so. Yeah, um, it, it, I think I, the question, I mean, yes, I posed it, but I think it's a little premature for me. It's something that I'm, I'm I, I, it's, it, it's a new thought for me, mm-hmm. at least to do the introspection, to see mm-hmm. those parallels. Um, well, I, you've had babes. But, he, but I think thinking of them in comparison to my father. Mm-hmm. You didn't unpack new, that? You've never done that before. No, okay. that's what I, no, I've, I've, I've dated. Um, you didn't unpack that though. You didn't. You didn't go down the list and say, okay, what components? Like, not yet. Okay, not since the the episode aired. Um, but I mean, I think I, I know what my relationship with my father is, and mm-hmm. I know what he. I definitely know his characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I don't encompass them. Mm-hmm. He's not a good communicator. I pride <laughs> my, <laughs> I, my father isn't. I either. pride myself on communication. A lot of what you said, I echo, Shar. He was definitely a provider, always mm-hmm. a presence. My parents are still together, mm-hmm. um, but I don't like some. I not. I won't say the way he treats my mother. I don't like their communication style. Like I think I so badly want the opposite of what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, in, that in, you like in overcompensate communication. I, I, mm, um, I don't know if I. Maybe maybe I need to do that work. Um, I but I think I I just I I want. In terms of their just overall dynamic, I just want something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that they're unhappy or that it's unhealthy. It's just not. Okay, between them. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not for me. And then if I were to have children, it would definitely be different because he's no. just. You... But I think, that's a, I think that's a whole different story about black parent, black fathers. Um, so do you think you're more like your mother? Absolutely. But, do you, but then. It's like, like more like parallel? From like. Like. Like he's like his mother adjacent. Mother yeah. adjacent. Okay. Yeah, I yeah I can definitely. I mean, I think and and this for me, I think that a lot of um, my disdain for heterosexual men um, um, comes from a disdain. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the, for I, okay, I would say I would say heterosexual male culture. Um, okay. It comes from my father. I just didn't mm. respect a lot of of who he was and, and, or who he, I mean, I, I think we have a better relationship now. So I'll say who he was mm-hmm. and the way, uh, his parenting style. Um, and so while I definitely feel my mother demanded respect, um, I wish that certain things didn't have to be asked for yeah. or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever the case may be. So certain things should just be a given. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially when kids involved. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think I think some of my, some of my choices I can definitely look back and be like, yeah. Um, but then it, it's it's interesting. I mean, you you say you wonder how 
parent people that have come from alcoholic parents end up to be alcoholics because a lot of times you echo, that's hereditary uh, too yeah, alcoholism yeah, that, in particular right, opposite right right that's like my that dad. is true like my grandfather was alcoholic and my dad does not touch the booze at all yeah does not touch right. the booze. Right. right which is rare because it is hereditary mm-hmm. it's yeah. scientific yeah. alcoholism is hereditary I, but i think subconsciously i've been attracted to um, and attracted some of those characteristics. And I don't know what type of man I attract. <laughs> they all seem to be a smorgasbord. I, attra- yeah. I attract ugly men. What? I'll say that. Like on the inside or outside? Like any, like both shit. Oh. Um, but I, I think, like, I keep saying that one day I'm going to do, like, a Twitter, compa- you know, those Twitter comparisons, like, who I like versus who I like, who likes me. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be like, really? I feel um, like everybody I, feels that way. I, but I find it that the people that I've pursued um, <laughs> look significantly better mm-hmm. than the people that pursue mm-hmm. me. I feel that way, too. <laughs> um, well, in certain regard, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm working on that, Shar. I'm going to journal through that. Yeah. I recommend that to everyone, by the way. It's nothing like unpacking your own shit. Okay, Jace, what, what's your topic? <laughs> All right, so my topic is, so last episode, um, Char recommended again, and I apologize for the delay in watching mm-hmm. it. I apologize. Apologize, um, but I got a chance to watching um, to watch her story, and if you guys don't know what it is, it's on, actually on Reverie. So make sure you guys download the app again, KAT twenty seventeen, or it's on YouTube. Whatever you want to do, but um, it is a show about normal life. Well, it's a normal trans story. The two main characters are trans. One of them was on I Am Kate, correct? Yes, Jen Richards. Jen Richards mm-hmm. and Angelica Ross, and they play these characters. And Angelica was on I Am Kate for one episode. She one, was on I as well. Yeah, when one they went to the HRC, season one, season one. Okay, yeah. So um, both characters kind of play their own normal lanes. Um, I my favorite was definitely Angelica Ross, who was the attorney. Um, and there was a and Paige uh, uh, and Jen Richards' character was a trans lesbian. A trans lesbian, yes. Yes. And I actually I like that because Me the too. antagonist was a lesbian who was fighting for her femininity. Yes. And it was just like and oh, didn't like, know, you know that really... one good scene when she didn't know that um, Angelica Which Ross's was character tra- was yeah, trans, was trans. Uh-huh. and Angelica had to get her together. Well, yeah. Paige because she started had to get her together. To Paige about you know how can you support um, suing how can you put trans and, women in women's so, shelter. Right, 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 right. And she didn't know that she was homeless trans, shelter. But I look up her. Um, and so what ended up happening is that the girl, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but anyways, um, Angelica Ross or Paige was dating someone and he found out that she was trans. And there was opportunities while they were dating. The first date, for example, she literally told Raider, hold off on the food. We may only be having yeah. drinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> this may only be drinks. Like, this may yes. only be drinks. Hold off on the food. But Triggered. she ended up like, Actually, not disclosing that she was trans and going on with the date, and sometimes you just want to just be. Sometimes yeah, you just, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah, feeling yeah. like that girl, sometimes you just want to just feel like I, I yeah. Her whole storyline, I relate it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Even though I'm a champion for truth mm-hmm. and laying it all out there on the table, sometimes if if I'm feeling like and Charlotte, like we like albacore, the, then I'm gonna let it ride. Back to the conversation um, that we had years ago with Penny, like I, hearing it was definitely different than seeing it. Yes, and that's what I I could yes. appreciate by you know, the filmmakers and creators behind her story. And I have to shout them out, not to hijack your topic, but I have to shout I knew, them I knew out this was when because. I the topic. But listen, because <laughs> I'm not a fan of a lot of uh, 
of a lot of LGBT uh, scripted web series. So I find that they lack in in either lack. content Just or lack. writing or acting. Mm-hmm. Her story show, and I'm not being biased because I have a personal relationship with Jen and Angelica, but her story show feels like something that I would see legitimately like on ABC primetime. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who have not seen it, the episodes are short. And they, it leaves you want for wanting more. Yeah. There's six episodes, and yeah, they're like seven to 13 I minutes I sat in bed and watched episode. them all on my iPhone on Reverie. Yes. Like, it was short, sweet, so to good. the point, and it was really good. Um, but and they like, were Emmy nominated. Sorry, yes, go ahead. Yes, I saw that too. They got, but they actually got an award for something else too. They got a Peabody Award. There we go. Emmy nominated wow. Peabody Award. So shout out to them. Um, but anyways, once the information about um, Paige was disclosed to the guy that she was dating, they went on dates or whatever the case may be, and um, she he found out that she was trans, mm-hmm. and they had a little seat in the park and they were talking. Da, da, da. She's like, "Well, I'm trans," and then he's like, "Well, you know, I don't want to tell you, but I have a gambling problem." And so that was kind of only in the movies. movies. (laughs) I don't want to be a cynic that that a nigga would equate the two. Yeah, Yeah. like right. I have something to tell you too. Been using the N word a lot today. Yeah. So, anyways, so my topic is, and I and that part I was kind of like, uh, because a gambling issue is a negative thing. Her Mm. telling him that she was trans is not a negative thing. So I wanted to curve the conversation. Question, I should say, to something that you may not want to. When's the appropriate time to disclose something? You may want something, not want somebody to know right off the bat. Whether it's you're an heiress to a billion trillion dollars, whether you you got a couple kids running around because that's happened to me, or you know, or you are trans, or you have a gambling problem, or you know, you have a Bentley, but you're going to drive your Prius to the date because you don't want them to know and try to... Or you're Paris Hilton's cousin and sitting on a mountain of money, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it the first date? Is it the second date? Like, is it does does it come up in the newspaper? Like, how do you kind of... When do you disclose information like that? You may not want the person that you like to know. You know... Or why are you getting to know them, I should say. mm -hmm. Um, Well, firstly, in terms of that gambling versus uh, trans... Um, disclosure, gambling problem versus being trans disclosure. I think yes, that that gambling is a negative thing, but I think also like it's about the the, the framing of it. Like it, if you're just putting out there what you what you who you are, like a gambling problem is it, you know it's just the part. It's just who I am. So hopefully they were trying to humanize the situation mm-hmm. with oh, yeah. that that's the yeah that's yeah, what they I were trying to do um but there's a trans woman and and a lesbian that were in the driver's seat tra- responsible trans women right and right, uh, yeah right. um for me i'm trying to think of what that disclosure would be um you messed with a friend <laughs> when do you tell him kendall <laughs> oh Man. jace you won't bait me i'm um, the question i tell them when i feel it's appropriate Okay. Um, but you know, no. Actually, I can think of. I'm not out to my immediate family, um, and okay. I don't think of it as anybody else's fucking business. But as it's come up, because I don't think of it anybody as anybody's business when I when I do disclose it, it's never like a oh my god, I have something to tell you on a mm-hmm. first date. Like it's usually it usually just comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, if it does at all, and so, but I oh, like the family question, yeah, or like a direct, like, are you out to your family? I've had, bo- I've had both, huh, okay. yeah, um, and 
And I've had people literally tell me, like, that that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to date somebody on the DL. Um, and that's... I don't know if I classify you. I'm not I don't, yeah. the but, <laughs> but with maybe maybe it's podcast. no, maybe it's the thing with the family though. Yeah, the family is a little bit different. Like people, I feel like when you say things like, "Oh, I'm not out to my family," I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind is like Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> like I won't be over. I can't come. You know, can it it, it sounds it sounds restrictive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, and it's yeah. like, okay, I'm grown. I'm not doing... Yeah, the, I was no. doing this when I was 16. And that's exactly yeah. what some... Especially older. Yeah, of like, course. Okay, no. Yeah. And I have to respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I don't want to hijack what you're going to say, Shar, but, but, but I do... I want to... I've always appreciated um, for your own safety and um, in full transparency that that's how you navigate your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that there, there, will, there will never be there will never be an opportunity for you to say you, I, I didn't know and one injure me <laughs> yeah um, in your case yeah um, or, or whatever the case may be. but I mean I, I think, you don't want to. I, I just think it depends on the topic. I don't think certain conversations are inappropriate. Like, mm-hmm. like my father abused me. Like, hypothetically, yeah. Yeah, like I, there's just things that people like, don't need to know to on the first date. Right. Um, I just got the appetizer. I don't need to know. Right. Like, all your right. baggage. Right. Yeah. Um, don't come to me with no heavy ass date. Mm-hmm. Oh God, no. <laughs> no. No. All that Hi, heavy. Save it name? for Yanla. Please. Jason, I'm troubled. Please. T- check, please. <laughs> but but on, on Conversate, we had a conversation about, like, disclosing, like, debt. Or... Uh, but, that's uh, but, <laughs> important. Yeah. Or, like, but your that credit comes, score. But that comes but later on comes down later. the line. But all of Marriage. that comes later. Right. When we're t- I was about to say, that's, that's not even something dateable <laughs> right. to talk about. We don't need to be talking about my student loans while we dating. But... <laughs> For what? But what are but, you gonna help? Are you gonna but, put some on these loans? Listen, but then, then what we got to then talk somebody about? Somebody like Jace is gonna say you wasted two years if you didn't tell me, and I don't oh, want to inherit the debt <laughs> and get married to you. So no, 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 no. I, that was a joke. Slap that knee. <laughs> that I, was not a joke. What was a joke? He's saying Jace talking about last week was a joke. No, last week was real. Oh. The student loan comment. Talking about, I don't really have student loans until I'll propose to you. And I guess like, but yeah, inheriting yeah. student loan de- debt is real. Oh, Some people real. could really consider that because they Don't you're, ruin you're my credit. You're inheriting somebody else's. Yeah. When you get married, you're inheriting. And I already have more than enough. Document. Um, I'm at the breaking point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, certain things I think, think uh, come as they come. Uh, there's nothing that I'm openly, I personally am, and, um, and hiding um, of any weight or substance that I believe somebody else might find, might weigh things in a different way, and that's that. But um, I, transparency is the best policy. Okay. I find that um, it all depends on like time and space. The most irritating thing is typically if I'm with a man who does not know what time it is. You know, that's what the streets say. He mm-hmm. didn't know what time it was. <laughs> um, if I'm with a man who doesn't know what time it is, the first, like the instant follow-up question goes to what's in between my legs. Like that is the instant. Mm. And I find okay. whether they are interested in me or not, it's just a general curiosity because I believe that the trans narrative for a lot of men, for a lot of cis men, is framed around, okay, if I can't tell that she's trans, then she must have a vagina. 
Like, because I, I'm a man and I can tell if someone was working with what I'm working with. So it's just this overall fascination that I don't feel compelled to answer because nine times out of 10, this is what, this is why I find power in celibacy because I'm not here to be your, your hypothesis, your sci- scientific theory. Mm-hmm. Um, flashback to science class for you girls. Mm. But, um, <laughs> I'm Come not here to fair. to do that, so the that's why that's why I find power in um in my own personal celibacy because it becomes this so much more than yes because so many so many men and I feel like a broken record but it it I, it just needs to be said so many men experience trans women through the lens of Pornhub through mm-hmm. the lens of Jerry Springer through the lens at literally any and everything to dehumanize the like I've been with men who have been surprised and it always incredibly frustrates me, but I've been with men who have been surprised that my family supports me. Both parents are in my life. I have a quote unquote real job, like literally mind blown. This is why, this is why representation. Right. It, yes. Matters. Exactly. Literally mind, so like literally like mind blown that I am just living life oftentimes better than them. Um, there it is. <laughs> because I know my father. That's and no shade. That's no shade. Sorry. That was a dig. That was a dig. That was a dig. And you know Father's Day is coming. That was it. Right. <laughs> that, and I, I have someone to give something to. Um, and their masculinity is, is so fragile. Um, yes. And- so the, I find that that's my thing. But, you know, um, there have been instances where I've went on dates. And I know that I always pride myself. But if I'm being transparent, I, everyone knows that I always pride myself on, you know, telling guys what time it is. But I have been on dates. I'd be lying if I said that I have not went on dates where I did not disclose. And I don't feel the need. If we're at a bar and you buy me a drink. If I'm at Henny Palooza and you all over me and you want to dance, like there's certain things, but I always have that thing in the back of my head, like, okay, fish is going to clock and fish, that's street terms. I know a lot of cis women don't like being referred to as fish, but for for context, fish fish is going to clock and fish going to run their mouth. Because it's typically not men. When I'm around a lot of men, cis men, I feel like even if they do clock, it's not a big deal. It doesn't become a big deal until cis women are involved. I I won't... I'm, I'm going to push back on you. Really? It ain't a big deal in your face. Okay. That's fair. Another I mean, mm. tons of stuff gets said about everybody behind their back. I'm just not going to. Both parties are guilty. That's, okay. that's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, in my experience, to my face, I'll say that it has not been a big deal um, amongst cis men until cis women enter the picture and then what you were saying with all the masculinity and stuff. So um, I feel like I don't have anything to uh, of weight to share other than my transness. Like that's literally it. And like Pat, well, I don't want you to like explain anything, but like there's no no, like past experiences or like, Mm-mm. Like, like a blissful ass life. No, well, it's, I it's always, not. I say I, I often say I'm honest. I, I mean, no, but I often say that I'm I'm very blessed, and I mean, whatever trauma is to come, I'm scared of because I've really been I've lived I won't say a sheltered life, but a very blessed and fortunate life. So there's really nothing like you said, of weight um, besides my gayness. That, Literally, you know, besides my my transness, that that's the only thing that I can think of. I have no. I, 
quote unquote secret. My transness isn't even a secret. Um, but I have nothing right. to hold on to where I'd feel the need to be like, oh, by the way. I mean, aside from my moodiness. That's what I was going to say. I said there, there's certain hangups like, in personality, yeah. idiosyncrasy yeah. about me that you might. You might want. And I, I've told, I've literally at this point told people on first dates, like when I don't eat, I don't know how to yeah. act. You might want to get me the food. And I'm not, I'm not quick to share my insecurities. <laughs> no. Because people use to. that shit against you when you don't well, know. But them. you know what? I'm comfortable I'm comfortable with with every flaw, perk, whatever. Like, you can't read me. You can't physically hop in my mentions and read me. No. I've been called every name in the book. No. I know all of my flaws. Like, no. you can't you can't jump in my mentions and drag me no. about the physical. No. Now, if it's about something that I said or did, you might have a fighting chance. But I, I, I'm not going to engage. Well, I might not. I don't know. Um, You're but, sweet. But, um... Yeah, so flaws, that's not a big hang up for me. That that's literally the only thing that I can think of is 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 my transness. What you hiding, Jace? I'm not hiding anything. I I don't think I've ever what, you, what bombs you dropping hesitated. On the first well, one, I don't really go on dates. I don't I and I think for that reason, because like I, you're a part of that culture. He doesn't go on dates because he doesn't like being deep. deep. <laughs> No, it's not about but being deep. It's a part it's of the a, non-courting culture. N- no, it's about... I, I, I like getting to know somebody, but that doesn't necessarily mean me dressing up with like a bow tie. So you want to get to know them being Netflix laid up and, with Netflix and Not jail. necessarily laid up, but like the, every single person that I have dated... I have not met on a date. It's been through... Well, there are different things. There are different it's things been, that can be considered a date. You don't have to. Dates are not this box where you have to throw on a three-piece suit and go to to Mr. Chow's. That's the picture I was painting. But I'm just saying, like, getting to, getting to know someone romantically has always been. What a, do you do? Like, Facetime them, or just hang out in group in groups. Like, I get to know them in. Public. Oh no, I ain't trying to get to know you in no group. Mm-hmm. And then because there's some likely that, somebody else trying to get to know you. I mean, <laughs> goes I'll, back to I'll topic win. number one. Yes, it I'll does. Um, and but, I'm, I'm not Laura. I'm not competing. Who? Oh, Laura. Oh, Laura Govan. Yeah, I'm like right. Laura. I'm like who? <laughs> not Urkel. Yeah, I'm not competing over no piece. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't really compete. I mean, I always win. Um, Jason, competing if you win. No, because there's no comp- competition. Oh God, move on. That's <laughs> true. That's mine. Um, no, but as I, I don't necessarily like. I feel like all my deep dark stuff is already online like i did an interview last week and this dude was like back in 2013 you said blah 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 blah. so like if you really want to get to know like my deep dark shit you all have to do is google my name so what is something like today um wednesday the the uh, a, a current bachelor contestant on the bachelorette um his tweets were exposed did you see this y'all with about trans women they were... Where he said his biggest fear was finding out his date was a dude. No. No, this happened oh, today. There was some... I didn't, oh, no, I didn't, no, I didn't yeah, see anything he, today. He was anti-black, Islam... Wow. Islamophobic. Right. And this happened in... is a black woman. Yes. This happened in Austin, pretty, Texas, too, with, so. a, uh, with a security guard at an LGBT club <laughs> who's, like, pro-Trump and participated in rallies, and the club refuses to fire him. Like, you know, I have a lot of friends in Texas. In Austin, <laughs> Texas, like, Dallas. their LGBT community is going up on this man's head. Yeah. Because so, it's like... 
You can't have someone right. bouncing it's, us at the door. I think it's dangerous. I do. I, I, I did, this made me think that maybe there might be personal stances um, or beliefs that that transparent that calls that call for transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a Google search, right? In in the in the dating process, and I think like like probably if somebody were to listen to either one of my podcasts and hear me say I don't believe in interracial dating, they might really not want to date me anymore. Whether they're of another race, well, they wouldn't be because I don't believe in it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, like they could be uh-huh. like, what what the fuck? Like you're a racist, whatever the case may be. And so I pretty much disclosed that pretty early on. <laughs> like you're gonna know where I stand on yeah. race relations in the country. I mean, I just think that I I don't I've never really held back with anything, and so like the thought of holding back something, it probably just you come should out. always keep some something to yourself. Mm. Yeah, I think some there are some things that much. that it's need just... to be for yourself. That I personally don't think that the public or the world should be privy to. There are certain things about me that only the oh, person yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who is public. with me oh, yeah, 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 yeah. will are, know. Oh yeah, that stuff. Like absolutely, like who is with me. But I'm talking about stuff outside of us. What you mean, boo? I'm saying like there's. I'm not necessarily like withholding information from someone who I'm dating or getting to know. Like they could but in essence, anything. you are if you're saying Google me, and no, read I'm not it. Saying Google me and read oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm that, that, like, I think he's more it, so saying that there's no reason to hide it because you can. Google okay, because you can. Google. Google. I, not, I Google well, everyone. Rude. Do oh you? God. I've never Googled. Oh my God! Yes, I Google I, everyone. I, I, sometimes I, I like. I like. I enter your number. I, I enter your number in, in the Facebook mm-hmm. search bar. Well, I've done I need to know who who I'm signing up with and make sure I'm not hopping in the passenger seat with in the car with crazy, or I'm meeting up with no. Mm-mm. No, I definitely do my I need to know if you have now. a whole other family on the side. Like, they're just certain that, like, yeah, I don't like surprises. Yeah, but kind of, yeah. This, the thing. How soon do they need to reveal their HIV status if they're positive? When before we have sex. For you, your answer is before you have sex. Mm-hmm. I believe that's fair. I would, I would kind of, I would piggyback that too. Before we have sex. Yeah, before we have sex. Before we have we sex. Be butt ass naked. By the way, da, 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 da. before friction and fluid could be potentially right. exchanged, I need to know. But if we're on the third date and we're still not boning and shacking up, which with me we we would not be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, Char. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you, Jace. I, Mother that's, Mary over here. That's I'm I am no way Mother Mary. <laughs> uh, but I I will agree with you with that. It needs to be before we have sex. Don't tell me, you know. Tell me on the first date. Oh, so for Are you, you that's something date? on the first date? Um, yeah. I think I, I won't say, I, I preferably, it's not a deal breaker mm-hmm. if you don't. Mm-hmm. Preferably, that's something I would like to know. Why on the first date? I, I would like that to be my decision, whether I date, whether I invest any more time in you. Okay. That's you do a, not date somebody who's HIV positive? I have the right to make that decision. I have. Then it's a question. No, that's, I'm just saying I want to reserve that No, he's right. asking because you put emphasis on first date. So yeah. you wanna, you're saying that you want to be in complete driver's yeah. seat yeah. to be like, okay. Because that's something hefty enough for me to it, different considerations. Yeah. They're, like, I, mean, because, I can yeah. see that. Why am I asked? Pardon? Why? My lifestyle changes. If I'm going to seriously be in dealing with someone, my lifestyle changes. That is true. 
If you're dating someone HIV positive. I've seen HIV uh, stories on Twitter as far as the coming out being compared to trans stories. So it's interesting to hear, like, as far as, like... Oh, really? The, yeah, like, people saying that they carry almost the same weight. If you really like someone... Okay, but I, I just... I don't know. I just think there's so many... I've literally different... seen this comparison. You, no, no, I'm not talking about your about comparison. I don't agree. About, okay. Um, and I think that your lifestyle is going to change regardless to who you're dating. Fair. Like, whatever the topic... I think the the aspects of my lifestyle that change with an HIV positive partner are things are just different. And a cis man could say that about dating a trans. Seriously, like I I could see how people draw that comparison because the selfish part of me would be like, oh, I'm going to tell him before we do something. But I could hear like reflective in that, like a cis man saying, if you're trans, I need to know on the first date because I reserve the right to 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 decide whether I want to continue. And I respect that. Yeah. But the selfish part of me would be like... And we are all innately selfish people in some yes. way or another. So it's just about what you feel com- comfortable with. And that's why we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, preferably, like I said, it's not a dry because... I should say cishet, by the way. Sorry, guys. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Don't jump in my mentions. <laughs> but, the, but the one person that I have dated that was HIV positive told me on the first date. But that was before we were physical, so I don't know. I don't think I've ever dated anyone HIV positive. And if I have, then I was completely oblivious to it. Um, so that's interesting. But I don't I can't I don't think I have. That's funny because I I think I actually learned about the medication and science behind HIV when I had sex with somebody like years ago did they disclose they did okay and it freaked me out kind of but because there's still so much stigma attached to right and i was uneducated you know i didn't know about undetectable i didn't know about viral loads i didn't know about prep there were some things i I still don't know about a lot a lot of it honestly someone on twitter was uh asking a gay man on twitter a few weeks ago who uh i follow he follows me and he was saying um is prep marketed towards women like cis and i said in my experience no my doctor's office i don't see nothing about no day all i see for prep is in it should be west it should be but all i see prep is etched on the sidewalks of west hollywood posters in west hollywood i don't see anything and i go to an um a doctor's office that caters to trans people and it's an obgyn because of the uh I forgot what type of doctor it's called. Not an OBGYN, but something that has to do with the estrogen and androgen and mm. something oh, that covers... Hormones. Yeah, like, oh, we can help you with menopause and we can help you transition. Right, so it's right, like, right, you know, right. cis and trans in women in the same sp- space. And mm-mm, I don't see yeah, nothing, I ain't seen nothing about no prep. Issue. And the, the conversation actually needs to be more universal because so much of Endocrinologist. The, Sorry, it just came to me. <laughs> but so much of the information out there is geared. Most of it is created by white folk for black and Latino yes. gay or mm-hmm. men who have sex with men. Ooh. And a lot of it doesn't translate well, as I think well as I, it should. To be fair, and, you know, the, the, the working in non like. The, they they were they were going after the the people that were most affected right at the time now that the now that it's been some time the conversation needs to open up right but there's especially because black women are like leading the charge now. in HIV yes. 
mm-hmm. cases, yes. cis black women. Right. Uh, there's, it needs to be an overall balance. And the conversation goes beyond just the West streets of West Hollywood, like you said. Yeah. Far beyond, far beyond. Far so beyond. do we have a shout out, a more positive note? We Wrap it up. We have a shout out tonight. Shout out. In both contexts, <laughs> the show and your penis. There are uh, the female sh- condoms too. The shout out. Yeah, saran wrap your vagina too. <laughs> oh my god! I heard that's what it feels like for the vagina. For does it, Aaliyah? Have you ever used a female condom? You know, my mom is doing vaginal restoration. They say female condoms help uh, protect against herpes because the male condoms don't. Men can have herpes on the base of their penis, hidden in the pubes. You get to bang in, and then please, please, please. I'm please. serious. Or you get to perform in fellatio. Educate yourselves. Serious. A herp- and herpes doesn't go away. Or you get to perform in fellatio, and then you know you wake up two weeks later with a cluster in the corner of your lip. That lip or those lips. Char, please allow Jace to do the shout out. Wrap it up. I said what I said. This week's shout out goes to Miss Shalay Michaels. She did her damn she thing. Did the damn thing. So if you guys are on Instagram, please look up at M I S S underscore Shalay S H A L A E. She did a great performance this weekend at the Hard Walk in Las Vegas. I had a couple of friends over there. And at first, I didn't know it was her. And mm. I was watching it on my friend um, Aaron's Insta Snap. And I was like, this is legit. And I was like, wait, is that Miss Chalet? Because you couldn't really see because it, it was like fogs and lights and everything like that. And it was really good. And so he was like, yeah. And so she ended up posting it on her own Instagram later on. I saw the whole, um, most of the performance. And she did her shit. And that's and I, one of her one of her dreams. I interviewed her last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about that, how far she wanted to go with performing. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, she specifically mentions Vegas. Maybe Vegas. something in Vegas. Like, she, I like, definitely I, I manifested that. that. Yeah. That. And so, then one year later, she is at the Hard Rock Cafe with literally, all the lights and all the fog and all the beyond. Like, it was All of legit. the wind machine. And she did the Super Bowl. The first one. Not the one with Bruno Mars, but the first one. Mm-hmm. They were killing Beyonce Super Bowl. Up. Not yeah. Coldplay Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it was so good. So I'm really proud of her. She did her um, thing. It's been dope to see like people on Twitter that don't know her. Like these imp- these Beyonce impersonators are getting I even better. That. I'm like, right, right, right. That's our friend. Well, her and Riley Knox. Riley Knox is in DC, and she uh, made headlines because she redid the Grammy performance. Same okay. dress, same crown, that. same baby bump. Yeah. Um, shout out to DJ Richie Sky. Um, oh. because that's his, one of his good friends. And, uh, so yeah, it's I like, see that performance. yes. So it's like she, Riley Knox is holding it down on the East coast and Michelle is holding it down yeah, in the yeah. West. She's doing her thing. And shout out to Jeremy Copeland for same uh, affectation. Mm-hmm. He does oh, a great job. Yeah. She, he does a lot of her stuff. Yeah, he does. And, okay. it's, and it's always on point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and kiss, yeah. And, kiss and tell. Michelle was on the first, the very first kiss and tell panel mm-hmm. back in 2015. Yeah. A shout out to her. And she's been on several panels as well. Steve I was about to say she's been on a few right, more, right, too. Right. But, but she was on the first one. Yes. She was before me. Right. So anything else? Any more plugs? No, no. Yeah, Let's yeah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> Happy June. Happy June. Oh, Happy yeah. Pride Month. Go to at least one Pride event or the parade or something. I know. Go see Brandy. I saw her at Escape Puerto Rico. She looks like a child. She looks very, very young. She's, she acts like one too. She's youthful. On that note, we and need to go because I won't be on a she, show that slanders Brandy. I'm not she slandering doesn't. her. She looks very young and youthful. Thank you. She acts very young and youthful too. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>